Welcome to Be More Super the Podcast. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. An action-packed podcast where we'll discuss all things entertainment. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe? Conventions, prop collecting, cosplay, interviews, reviews, and so much more. The show starts with host Brian Gardner right now. So on this week's episode of Be More Super, the podcast, I am absolutely geeking out. This has got to be one of my best guests to date uh, over this past year, I've got to say. Not only has she been a Kryptonian, she's been an Amazonian, and currently she's the kick-ass chambers in Army of the Dead. It's Samantha Wynn. Samantha, welcome to the show. Woo! Thank you for having me. It is a pleasure. And let me get this straight. Over 72 million households to date... It's probably more now, and it's set to be the biggest release for Netflix, Army of the Dead. How does that make you feel? That many people have streamed it in their houses. Gosh, it's a surreal feeling for me. I I guess with Zack Snyder being the director and the scale of movies he's done, you can hope or you can dream that perhaps this project would be able to reach the same, and it seems like... The audience has been receiving it and the world has watched it. It was number one globally. Um, mm. It is a very surreal feeling for me and uh, I'm honored. I think that the cast and crew were amazing and so I'm, I'm really happy for this for everyone. I feel like they all deserve it. And how did you celebrate the release? Did you have uh, a few glasses of vino um, and sit down and, and celebrate the release? Yes, yes I did. Um, Actually, what the main experience for me was uh, I got to watch it at the Chinese theater with my partner and with Anna oh, wow. de la Ruguera. And we, we sat, and it's such an iconic theater in Los Angeles that it was a, mm. a, a, a truly humbling feeling to be able to sit in that theater that I, he I heard about as a Canadian in my small town. Um, <laughs> and you see, you know, all of the iconic actors' handprints everywhere and... You know the premieres that have been there and all of these grand films and then to have ours playing in that theater and to be able to watch it on opening night was um you know something that i may not experience again so i tried to soak it up <laughs> i mean i've got to say one well one of the things i was chatting about to friends the other day is that it would be so cool to see it at the cinema and i know it had a limited release in the states um but this Army of the Dead should be in all cinemas, I've got to say, because watching it at home, don't get me wrong, my TV is quite big. Um, mm -hmm. But to see it on the big screen, it must be immense. It must be even, if it can be, better. Um, but I've got to say, Zack Snyder must have you on speed dial because not only Man of Steel, you've been in Snow, Steam, Iron, you've been in Wonder Woman. Um, how did the part of Chambers come about for you? Uh, this one was a little bit different than the, the other projects. So for the other projects, it was either Damon Caro, the stunt coordinator, second unit director reaching out, or for Snow Steam Iron, Zach called for that. But when Army of the Dead went into pre-production, I didn't hear anything from anyone. Uh, I had heard that they had started and the action was being designed and there were already several people on contract. And it was going and I just wasn't hearing anything. And so 
I saw the synopsis and I saw the character breakdowns um, just within the industry sites and mm. everything looked so cool to me. I mean, it's zombies, it's Las Vegas, it's Dave Bautista. I fell in love with the character descriptions and I knew that I didn't want to risk not hearing anything and me not saying anything. I knew mm. that I needed to do what I could to at least make my intentions known. So it was one of those experiences where I had to kick myself in the butt and tell myself that Zach will not think I'm ungrateful. He will not think I'm entitled just because I might ask to audition. And so mm. I, I called a bunch of my friends and they had to reassure me that no, he won't hate you. Get that thought out of your head. You're an mm. idiot. <laughs> and uh, they convinced me to just shoot a text and ask. And so that's what I did. And Zach was happy to have me audition. And I felt like a total turd for putting all of those bad things into my own head. And uh, I, you know, I, I stepped into a new chapter in life. And it's okay to ask for an opportunity. If you're putting in the work and you believe in yourself, no one is going to lose respect for you for asking for that. So uh, it was an important lesson learned for me. <laughs> and of course, Chambers now is being, you know, he's becoming a fan fa favorite. You look over social media and your face is everywhere. I mean, how does that feel knowing that millions of fans out there are putting you into memes, to GIFs, to putting you on posters? <laughs> that must be crazy. It is a very strange feeling. Uh, <clears throat> I do feel grateful that I, I think I've had a lot of baby steps along the way. So because of Wonder Woman and Justice League, it was always uh, like a big scale project and a smaller part and maybe a slightly bigger part, a slightly bigger part. So in a weird way, Army of the Dead, yes, is so much different than the other projects. And it feels like my face is everywhere. But at the same time, it feels like another small step from the other steps. So it's it's mm. it's a weird thing where like I feel like I've been doing the same thing, but this is the one where more people have noticed. Um, and so it's a it's a weird thing. I feel like I didn't do anything different, but I'm I'm so grateful and honored for it. And uh, it's a cool thing to be able to send to my parents. <laughs> <I think. laughs> Definitely, because I just Definitely lived a cool that. thing. Yeah. Um, so the movie is absolutely packed with action um, in true Zack Snyder style. I mean, what sort of training did you have to go through? Because we see you doing everything on screen. So for for people that have watched the mo movie and think it's 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 easy, how hard was it to film those scenes? And what sort of training did you have to go through compared to maybe previous uh, projects? So for the kitchen hallway fight scene, we had about a week of prep or so ahead of time to learn the choreography and then to get into the space with it, um, which isn't a lot of time. But I have to say that because I've worked with Damon Caro since Sucker Punch and Matt Rigetti and Wayne Daglish, the fight choreographers, also since Sucker Punch, we have had over a decade of working with each other, getting a feel for each other's timing and body movement. And so I am I'm positive that that was invaluable when it comes to accomplishing the fight that we did in such a short period of time. And we actually shot the whole fight in just one day. So... Wow. That was something um, I think all of us are proud about because it was like magic in that kitchen hallway fight for that scene. It was Damon 
communicating over, you know, 30 or 40 stunt performers were all in a small area. Matt Rigetti, one of the fight coordinators, was actually crouched on top of a shelf in a dark corner of the room because he was he was operating the muzzle flashes manually so he had to memorize the choreography and hit the button for every single gunshot it wasn't mm -hmm. me controlling it so between damon and maddie's timing with his remote myself the stunt performers and ian seabrook who was the uh, second unit dp and was operating the camera we all had to be so on point with each other's timing and like the way Ian followed the action and he didn't miss a single beat. He was never in the way of performers blows my mind because he didn't have a lot of space to work with, but mm. I almost didn't even feel him there because he was just so in the right spot at every single point. So um, it just makes me immensely grateful to have had that team because I think with any other team and us not knowing each other so well, I think that scale of fight scene would have been impossible in the amount of time we had, mm -hmm. but uh, it was like a fun challenge for us. We knew that we wanted to accomplish this goal. And if there was any team of people that we could do it with, it was each other. So it was just a, let's see if we can do it guys. And it was, mm -hmm. a, it was a really cool feeling. And you say that you filmed that in one day, but sort of how much time behind the camera? Because it is like choreography, um, and I can imagine it can be quite dangerous uh, for the stunt performers because you go out 100% when that camera's ro ro rolling. Um, how much sort of preparation for that scene did you have um, before you started shooting? It was just that one week. So there were, within that one week, maybe... I want to say three or four rehearsals twice mm. in the like stunt hall area that we had and then twice in the actual space with the performers uh, and each rehearsal was probably an hour and a half or so so I know that doesn't sound like a lot of time but I've kind of uh, since I was I don't know 11 or 12 been in a way practicing fight choreography my background was as a wushu performer which is a kind of performance martial arts and right. all all of that sport for me was uh, choreography and then moving into stunts choreography was just something that was uh, very in me already so i i'm sure that the years and years and years and years of training also contributed to that fight but we had a for that fight specifically one week ahead of time and then one day to shoot do, do, do you know what you mentioned wushu there and I've got to say, when I was doing my research, I was shocked to uh, see also that you used to compete and you even went to the 2008 Beijing Olympics. Um, <laughs> do you miss doing that? Because obviously your mm -hmm. your blockbuster career uh, is ov ov obviously taking over. I mean, do you miss competing? I certainly miss it when I'm trying to do something nowadays and I get so sore and tired so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really feel in comparison how out of shape I am now relative to then. But yeah. uh, of course I do. Anytime I see wushu athletes competing, I get that sense of nostalgia. And anytime I, I really see any high performance athlete, I think to myself, oh, when I was 17 or when I was 18, <laughs> my knees felt so good. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like it's a, a similar kind of rush that 
that the film industry gives me as well. Because when there is a day like our fight scene day, the amount of focus that you need and attention and dancing with your partners, it gives me that same familiar feeling of this is the goal. You have one shot, make it happen. And I, I think I'm the personality that thrives under pressure. So um, I'm still finding that in my life nowadays. That's awesome. And what was the best thing about playing Ch- Chambers? Because she's just a, a great character. I mean, what, what, what was your most favorite thing about her? I love that she's kind of the no bullshit character. <laughs> she, yep. in a way, is is a reflection of what people say internally that they might not necessarily say out loud. She'll just say it out loud. And so it was really fun to step into that that part of the character. But even more so, the, the shallow answer would be the bandana. <laughs> I just really liked wearing it. And I felt like in any images, it just stands out so much. Yep. It's one of those pieces of wardrobe that really helps inform the feeling of the character because you can't help but feel badass when you're wearing a bandana. And so uh, that was that was the fun part of it for me. I got to feel like that genuinely every day just because of the wardrobe. And and the coolest thing is, uh, you know, in many years to come, people are going to be cosplaying chambers and are gonna <laughs> it's just gonna be great um so obviously half after playing cha- chambers and, and 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 fighting all them zombies on a scale of one to ten in the real world how do you think you would do against zombies Ooh. you know one side of me wants to be like oh i would die so quickly oh not me it's all fake but as you probably sense from the competitive side of me and the athletic side of me, I like a challenge. So I think I would, I think I would be about an eight. There's Mm. definitely room for improvement, but I think my heart wouldn't let me not survive or not at least go out blazing if I was in an insurmountable circumstance. So I, I think I would, I think I would hold my own and, I would probably have a group that I was trying to protect because I, I end up falling into that archetype for myself. Every time I walk with my friends, I feel like I need them to walk in front of me because I want to be able to watch things. And so it was really cool for me that that was part of Chamber's personality as well, wanting to walk at the back of the pack. I'm like, oh, I get this. I understand this. So I, I like to think that I would uh, channel my inner Chambers and, and, and be like her, but probably to a slightly lesser extent. (laughs) I've got to say as well, being a father of two small, cute little girls, it's very refreshing to see strong female characters now hitting our screens, you know, because I think that we don't really get many of them. But the great thing is now uh, we're seeing more and more. So who influenced you while growing up in, you know, in Hollywood female-wise? Well, most certainly Vasquez, <laughs> as you could actually tell from this film even. But uh, influences for me growing up, when it comes to pop culture, Kill Bill was a film that I watched over and over and over, probably younger than I should have been watching it, but mm-hmm. it really informed me as a person today. And uh, Lucy Liu's character in there, being of Asian heritage myself, was something that I loved seeing because she was a strong female character 
who could look like me. And so it was important for me to be able to see that growing up and know that that's a possibility and an option. And hopefully that's what appropriately aged children that may have seen Army of the Dead <laughs> yep. can also feel when they watch Chambers. Um, but more, more of those, miscongeniality was another one, um, which in a funny way balances both sides of it because for me, she was this badass, strong female character, but she was one who was struggling to balance with her femininity, which is something that growing up with only older brothers and then in a martial arts environment and then in a stunt environment where it's all very masculine and male dominated, um, that was something that struck a chord with me growing up. So Miss Congeniality, I actually watched hundreds and hundreds of times growing up. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Me, when I was young, younger, because my dad was a karate teacher, and mm -hmm. uh, so I got brought up surrounded by karate, karate and it was all it, it was all awesome. But I was always the dummy that there was practicing on. Um, yeah. But growing up, I've got to say Cynthia Rothrock uh, in like oh. martial law and things like that. For me, I I just mm -hmm. thought it was fast fascinating. But with Zack mm -hmm. Snyder, he must have the Midas touch on everything that he does. Uh, what was he like to be directed by? Because he just comes across as such a cool cat. He really does. Mm -hmm. uh, that is very much his personality as well. He's like the cool, nerdy, kind, generous cat. And uh, this is actually my seventh project of his that I've gotten to work on. So it's, wow. it's neat to have been able to see him on different projects with different people and in different environments. And he is so consistently kind and supportive, even in the face of um, difficulties, whether mm. in his personal life or um, on set, if there's a, a jam or there's a delay or there's bad weather, he never imposes that onto other people. He, he very much, um, acts as a positive part of everyone's day and he's supportive and he knows who's responsible for what and more importantly who isn't responsible for what and so mm -hmm. um you can very commonly find him playing catch with the grips or just like talking and having a few good jokes with the wardrobe department or sharing stories with the whole crew while we wait for the actors to finish getting ready for the first shot in the morning. He's very much um, friendly and on the same level as everyone else. You don't feel a sense of hierarchy, which is a really neat thing. And actually on Sucker Punch, when I first saw him, I didn't even realize that he was the director <laughs> because when I showed up, he was doing jump front kicks across the stunt floor and working out. So I, I thought that he was actually one of the stunt performers as well. He seemed so buddy-buddy with everyone and he was doing jump front kicks. But, uh, you know, a few minutes later, I had to be told, no, that's actually the director. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so and, and, seven, and seven projects down the line. And I'm sure that if he calls again, you will uh, jump to his command and star in I suppose what what whatever he does next. I mean, it's great to have a loyal um, and nice director, especially in light of everything that's gone on with other directors. But uh, I think people need to focus on the good ones, and um, let's uh, praise Zach because obviously he's doing a good job. So let's talk about your outfits because you have worn some amazing outfits. 
in the past yeah. through your productions. You really have. Is there yeah. one outfit that you enjoyed putting on the most? Yes, I'd say the Kryptonian armor. That Carvex. Yeah. There was something in yeah, it's Carvex. Something about the shoulder pieces and the gloves. Michael Wilkinson was the costume designer. And through the fittings, I could see his meticulous eye for like the lines in the wardrobe and with the lines of your body and proportions and details and the paint artwork on the costumes. It was it was something that uh, I think many actors hope they get to wear, but very few get to step into costumes like that. Um, so, yeah, hands down by far the Kryptonian wardrobe. And the next question is, have you managed to keep any of your costumes? No, I actually don't have a single piece of my costumes from anything that I've, I've worked on, uh, except for my, my own short film that I produced. So <laughs> that I kept my costume on because it was my property. But I'm such a goody two shoes. I haven't even I think maybe I've taken like underwear because I, especially if it's a fight day where it's like sweating and I'm exerting a lot, I just don't want to give sweaty underwear back to the wardrobe department. Yeah. So I'm like, mm, this is a kindness on them. I'm not stealing it in my mind. <laughs> but, I, uh, I didn't even realize they actually provide underwear as part of your cos costume. So I've learned something new today. <laughs> yeah, they don't always, but if they think it might show or if, if, I don't know. Sometimes they do just to make sure that as if the actor comes unprepared with something that doesn't work for the wardrobe, then they have it covered. But uh, yeah, I actually am such a goody two shoes that even though I liked the watch that Chambers wore so much mm. and I knew that there were multiple of them. I still didn't ask to take it. I actually went to a store later myself and I just bought an identical one for myself. So I, it's, and it doesn't, it doesn't cost very much, but it's, uh, I just didn't want to ask. <laughs> so I, I, got, I know I was that kid. In, I was the annoying student in school too. It's just so, <laughs> yeah. so um, starting from a stunt background, uh, I'm seeing a lot more presence on social media around stunt work. And on the show, I've had quite mm -hmm. a few stunt people uh, from Bobby Hanson uh, to Jack Gill, uh, who's a stunt co coordinator. Uh, do you ever do you ever feel that we might in the future see an Oscar for stunt work? Because it's it's quite a unappreciated in the way of the Os Oscars. Do you think they should give an Oscar for stunt work? You know, when I was primarily stunt performing, it was harder for me to speak on it because there's a, an aspect of humility where I'm like, oh, we're just grateful to do the work. But now that I feel like I've, I've fully stepped out of that, absolutely, yes, I do think that there should be an Oscar for stunt performers. It is a, a line of work that performers so often are risking their lives to create this film or this project it is uh the highest risk department of everyone and then if you look at the films nowadays all of the highest grossing all of the ones that you see in theaters stunts are such a big part of so many of these films mm -hmm. now and the things that they accomplish are truly extraordinary um i don't see how it's taken this long and i think especially with all these comic book films coming out very much of the time, a stunt performer could be as much as 
30, 40% of what someone might see on screen for that character. So they're, they're extremely crucial in, in the uh, portrayal of the characters and, and then behind the scenes, making the films as great and exciting as they are. So yes, I'm, I'm a, a huge advocate for that. And what's your end goal, Samantha? What is your end goal? What do you want to achieve in your career? uh for 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 yourself like the moment where you say do you know what i've done it i've made it i've i'm I'm satisfied now i don't know that i'll ever have that feeling just because i do think that my my goals are always evolving you know as a kid i would have thought that this was the goal and and even a part of me is very much like oh i can die happy now so if, if i were to unfortunately pass at some point, I would have feel like I had accomplished what I'd set out to do as a child. But as an adult, I have evolved and now I have more goals. And so for now, I want to experience more roles in this capacity and the scale of projects, get my feet under me, all the while learning as much as I can behind the scenes and from the storytellers, from the writers, from the producers, from the directors, and getting more of a sense of how to contribute to storytelling in that way, see what resonates with my personality, and maybe try my hand in a more behind the scenes fashion. But I do think that that's more down the road because I have a lot to learn before I would feel um, comfortable with that responsibility. But eventually, I just love storytelling and so I want to experience as many different sides of it as I can. yeah, and then yeah. we'll see what happens from there. And I would also like to open up a bakery at some point, bakery, coffee shop, oh, wow. lunch. That would be great too. Do you know what? That is my dream job is to have my own coffee shop and call it It's a Wrap and have like books all over the place and, you know, props and, and have sign-ins. Oh, my days, that would be wonderful. So I've got a time for a, 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 a Two more questions, uh, may, 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 maybe three. Um, how excited was you to hear the news that Zack Snyder was going to get the Zack Snyder, Snyder Cut Justice League? Oh, my gosh. I was I was so over the moon about it. I I'd first heard because he called because he needed um, a couple more paperwork signed in order to be able to release it. And I thought I wasn't hearing him correctly on the phone because this is such an unprecedented thing for a movie to have a re-release in such a drastic fashion and with so much money involved to make it happen. It it had seemed like something, you know, as fans, we can ask for over and over and over, but you don't really think that it, Mm. it happened. It's just like a wish. But when it did, I was just emotional for it. I, I'd known, how much the project meant to him and how excited he was first knowing that there would be a Justice League. And so I can only imagine what it would have felt like to not have that vision come out and to, you know, to experience what he, what he did on that project. So I knew it meant the world for them and I was just over the moon. I mean, for the fans, it was a massive step. It was a show that if all the fans got behind something things can change and i can remember that when the premi- when when the movie came out i had planned watching this mo- mo- movie i got all my uh, stuff ready i got the family re- ready that afternoon mm-hmm. i got my vaccine shot 
uh, my Astra AstraZeneca vaccine shot. And literally an hour into the film, my temperature went over 40 and I near enough passed out. So um, I am glad to say that I have watched it, even in the grey edition, which I've got to say, in the black and white, I think it's a whole different experience. It really mm -hmm. is. I don't know if it's because it's easier on the eye. Uh, mm. in the way of the colour scheme but I just think it's absolutely awesome and um, lastly um, you know what is next for you of, of obviously off the back of Army of the Dead have mm -hmm. you got any awesome plans in motion or or you can speak about nothing that don't, doesn't have NDAs attached at the moment <laughs> Damn them but, NDAs. <laughs> I know, I know. But I did just release a short film recently. Um, and so okay. that is something that I, I'm putting more out there, especially coming out of Army of the Dead. This is a, a thriller with a, a twist that has uh, that falls into a similar kind of genre. So um, it and is something it I'd like to It is called Unwelcome, and it, it can be found on YouTube. You can just search Unwelcome short film with my name, um, and also on my Vero page for, for Vero users. But uh, yeah, it's an 11-minute thriller uh, that I think, if you're a fan of zombies or monster culture, I think you will enjoy. That is awesome. And I'm sure the fans would love to meet you in person one day. Have you got any conventions planned? at all no conventions yet i think with the pandemic a lot of those things are still uh question marks for i think scheduling mm. and, and my team. but uh, i would love to meet the fans too so i will be posting about them on my social media at the moment that they're planned awesome and your social media can be seen on the screen uh, samantha you've been a great guest i'll let you get off to enjoy the rest of your lovely i think it's morning where you are um it's it's night time here so good night from me thank you so much for being, being an awesome guest and all the best for the future and keep safe thank you i had a blast nice to meet you you've been listening to be more super the podcast it was crazy fun experience i love the show guys you're awesome listen my whole family loves it man if you enjoyed this episode be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your super friends my world